So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Ali from Broadside. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band, and what does the band name mean? So Broadside, this is the most boring story, all right? So <laughs> um, I'm I'm almost positive, if I can remember, um, that it was like we liked the aesthetic of just one word, bands. We were like, oh, that's so cool. And we're, we're not attractive or cool enough to be a band that has uh, – the before it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i always like those too you know like the we would be the average band i think is what we'd end up being <laughs> but <laughs> anyways um so what happened was we were like let's stick with the aesthetic of just the one word and i think we all just put in a bunch of names and a hat and picked one and we here baby all right wow awesome <laughs> very boring <laughs> <laughs> all right i mean it's cool though mm-hmm. it's cool we haven't heard that one yet so yeah. that's cool so congrats on your newest album release uh into the raging sea how do you feel about the response to the singles and the response to the album to the selected people you've sent it to i guess yeah so i think it's a it was exciting to put it out i'm excited to put it out to our fans and and the people that have been with us for so long because um i just feel like they're going to see the growth and potential um, and, or, or just like the growth from the last records, I would say, and just be like, okay, cool. And, and I feel like we can really lock in that trust that we've built with them saying like, oh, cool. I like this band because, you know, I at least like the, the art that they're putting out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's almost um, the duty and, and due diligence of a, of a musician and a band is to say, you know, like, here's what I'm offering. And, it's, it's fan service, you know, essentially, but at the same time saying like, oh, you guys have trusted me and, and I, and I trust you back. So boom, boom, boom. So mm-hmm. the, what I, I'm a rambler. I'm sorry about that. But, um, oh, no, it's okay. basically with album reviews, we've gone to bigger, bigger outlets, um, because we just signed to a new label. And so we never had the opportunity to, um, have reviews by, by these bigger outlets, mm-hmm huge magazines and that sort of thing and now i'm talking to these really important people on the phone and they're like they don't they're not you know under the 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 ruse of like oh cool like i know your band we're on the same level they're like oh i talked to famous bands and you're just kind of like bottom tier but we see potential in you Mm -hmm. yeah so they're interviewing us so like we're in a new playing field so it's exciting but at the same time i'm just like oh shit like this might be the first time that like we get a, a true, honest review on the album. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is, you know, which is exciting for me, but it's the type of thing, you know, you, when you watch movies about like ba- older bands from the 80s and stuff like that, and you see things where they're like reading the news and like, the numbers are up, boss, the album's <laughs> doing well, except <laughs> Rolling Stone gave you a two out of seven or whatever, right? Uh, yeah. It almost feels like that. If music still sold today, that's what it would feel like right now. That's the equivalent. So I'm, I'm talking to these important people but at the same time knowing the people that have been with us for all the time are going to love the record but now i'm like talking to like 36 year olds that are like your record sucks but i have to talk to you today not really Bruh. but you know in theory, in theory. yeah okay i get that yeah. <laughs> oh my god um so you talked a little bit about the growth how do you feel about the growth from like your debut to now i feel i feel okay so i feel powerful yet vulnerable <clears throat> hear that vulnerable <laughs> I, I feel powerful yet vulnerable in the sense of power to me i've always wanted to come from 
growth from within, not, oh, I want, I, like, it would be super awesome to drive a Tesla and live in a mansion, right? But that's not, that's not reality. So for me, it's always been, you know, I, I want to, I want to find something from within and overcome it and feel good about myself. That's like my life goal on top of, you know, if I could drive a Tesla, sure. Mm -hmm. But so I feel like that is what the growth is in the record to me is I'm writing about honest scenarios, things that I've learned from just growing in this scene and reflecting it back to the world. And to me that, that is like, that is chef's kiss art. That is like, (laughs) okay. Like I see something I'm reflecting it. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of, artists go through the struggle of oh i should just tell my story 100 percent, and it's like that's valid and true but it's it's like looking into a mirror whereas with if you paint from or if you paint write sing whatever any any sort of self-expression and you do it from a form of reflecting on something mm-hmm. that anyone could understand i feel like that's really unlocking some michelangelo type Mm-hmm. you know yeah. some next level art stuff so um yeah. again i'm so um out of my mind so if i'm rambling you guys just say hey get back on get back on top <laughs> no you're all good you're yeah. all good thanks yeah so where was your headspace while riding into the raging sea so we had just uh not just it had been a, a year or two after we put out our last album and you know, I just moved to LA when we were writing the second album and I was feeling so like, oh, I'm going to be a cool, tanned, skinned, successful music mm-hmm. writer now. And I got there and, and it was like, bro, no, you don't belong here. You're broke. And I'm like, oh, no. And it was a really nice, crushing um, vacation for me for the three years that I lived there. So anyways, what came out of that album? was I think a bit of ego, the second one. And then the other half of it was our band was deteriorating. We were members had quit. Um, the Myself and the two other guys that were in the band at the time, we all had these different visions of what we wanted to do. I just wanted to be, I was blind by my surroundings. I just wanted to be important, you know, in Los Angeles and still stick to myself. Luckily, I didn't get like, you know, addicted to cocaine and the stuff like you see in the movies where like, yeah, that's oh, good. I had a dream, dude. No, that never <laughs> happened. It, I just, mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of got self-absorbed because it seemed like that's what you're supposed to do out there. But anyways, I digress. Um, so, so, and and I think you can hear that in the record. It, it feels like three different personalities clashing. There's like mm-hmm. Tufts, there's like a heavier side. There's like this like ukulele, I'm gonna Bruno Mars get married song. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, whatever the hell else happened on the album. But as much as I value the album, I feel like now, after switching labels, I've had, you know, a fair share of like, um, let's say raw opportunities to learn in the past years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've left LA and I've, and I've been able to kind of just educate myself on what I do and don't want out of this whole music thing. So, um, there's this quote, but, but the idea is basically, if you the highest form of human intelligence is to pull yourself out and to stare at yourself as a piece to the bigger mm-hmm. retrospective world. So the idea is if you can pull out and say, oh, you should make this move as opposed to this move, that is intelligence to me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of started practicing the idea shortly after all these 
terrible things started happening to me post paradise not not even just stuff to do with the band just a lot of misfortune um, or unfortunate events but mm-hmm. i started to think okay this is awful but if i can sort of circumnavigate where i want to go to next it's at least a landing point and so much stuff happened between the second record to now 16 days away from this record that it starts to it's starting to kind of click in my brain like oh i kind of circumnavigated this and anchored myself to just in case you know what i'm saying it's like it's like imagine if the titanic never sank and it only spun in circles it's like if somebody was jumping off and they anchored to the bottom they could at least have an opportunity to resurface every time Mm -hmm. it spins that's a weird that's a stretch (laughs) it it, it makes sense yeah i get it i get it like i feel like i'm like giving like the world's worst ted talk oh no hi when i was seven (laughs) (laughs) oh my god imagine yeah um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process and how it's grown since like that first release to now yeah for sure um so I was saying with the first two records, I, I felt the need to share my own life and, and write from that. And and in many ways, it, it, it did well by us. You know, I, I managed, I'm a big romantic, so I managed to write a few good love songs. And um, they they hit with people because I think that they realized they were genuine, which in itself is rewarding to know that people still care about genuine feeling. Um, but... My writing process these days is working with others as opposed to just focusing on how I can make the best or coolest lyrics or sound, you know, whatever. So, uh, so it's more to me how the record sounds. And that's the most exciting thing about this record is we have huge, sorry, my puppy's going wild these days. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so it's, it's about how it sounds and how it feels because I, I was raised on just tons of different types of music, but um, R&B has always been huge in my life and to me the r- first reason I fell in love with R&B is because it, it was the first time I heard the voice being used like an instrument mm-hmm. right with like the runs and then just the, the it's like laced in there it's like woven in there like yeah. a beautiful blanket and I remember that's kind of how I learned to sing was just singing to the radio like boys to men and all this stuff in the 90s and late 90s um but anyways so with this record we focused on how does the voice sound and what would the production value basically just like what makes this really feel nice like i reference r&b only because because the idea wasn't the focus isn't like this needs to be like opera this needs to be like the frozen theme song it's not like Mm -hmm. that it's more like what can we do with the voice to make it flow as beautiful with the music so it all feels like a beautiful play as opposed to like a Oh, there, you know, you ever listen to a band and the singer's just like ripping it and the mm-hmm. band is just okay. And yeah. you're just like, yeah, this guy could be in this. It's like, I don't want to, I don't want to be that, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah. So, um, so the writing um, for this record in particular was very organic and natural. Uh, the drummer, Jeff and I, we just sat in my um, apartment and uh, we sat through the winter, like two months and just wrote an album. And most of the stuff that you heard in that is what made the record. There wasn't. 80 million voices producers engineers like putting in all their their um their two cents it was it was really just kind of organically seeing what we could create so that was a really nice and the kind of story you hear about from bandmates as opposed to like 
oh, I sent this song to them via email. And then nine days later, when they decided to text the group back, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's very yeah. it's like all in-house now. And um, yeah, so that's the biggest difference. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Sick. All right. So what made you choose the name Into the Raging Sea? Oh, yeah. So this is, we're about to get artsy. I hope you're okay with that. Oh, yes. Always. <laughs> so the idea is that they're the character the wanderer that we have on the cover Mm -hmm. um they are just kind of searching this vast raging sea um but ultimately the perspective is to be above so though you're lost in at some point in your life or being taken under drowned um perhaps lungs collapse from the weight of trying to make decisions or whatever, what have you, what metaphor you can tie that to the raging sea, um, you rise above it and you're still able to walk through it. So mm-hmm. it either makes you the master of your own decisions in your own life, or it makes you basically constantly battling and trying to stay against the current. So okay. the concept is you can let this raging sea drown you or you can learn to swim. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I was feeling at the time. Um, there's a couple songs. So as cool as that sounds with the album, you would think it's going to be like, this is going to be a serious concept album. <laughs> and at times it has that kind of energy, but mm-hmm. there's still some geeky love songs all over the record. So no matter how many books I read to feel that I am the most thespian, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I still am like, just watch a quirky little love movie and eat some popcorn. So, but I think that's part of the navigating the mind as well is, is seeing that other people can unlock the best potential in you. And that sometimes just means a little fling or it could just be a good friend, you know? Mm -hmm. And so in that essence of it, that's how I, I keep it from being like, this is my really cool album with a really cool song title but the album, but the songs, yeah, there's some love songs in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so that's kind of the idea is that it's got this intense sort of discovery of the mind. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of like a, a a child still. So I love the idea of the story, the, the idea of this kind of like comic-like character, you know, walking the ocean in, in search of, I don't know, complacency or himself or just pieces of himself or simply just to prove that he can walk against the current. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I kind of like the idea of like, what'll happen? So. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I actually have a question. Wait, so does the wanderer represent you or the listener or is it just a character on its own? That's the thing. It's like, it doesn't feel like me for the first time. Okay. So I'm almost curious if it's, who I imagine listening, you know, sometimes you in a conversation, you can say things and you can't control how the person is consuming it. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that's kind of what the wanderer feels like to me is Mm -hmm. a reflection of the person that you're writing, whatever to, right. I mean, the idea is that, the human language was created just to warn others about stuff. That's the only reason we learned how to speak was to say, Hey, there's an alligator up the river. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't learn how to speak to say, 
I'm happy right now. We learned how to speak to, to communicate. And so I think maybe it is, maybe it is in a sense, a bit like this is the listener. Mm-hmm. It'd probably be way more simple to just say that. Yeah, it's the, it's the listener. <laughs> oh, it's okay. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, so what band influences do you hear on the, uh, the new album, if any? Yeah. We're all influenced by similar stuff, but um, vastly different at the same time. I'm like, we all have our like, yeah, we all agree. This is the circle of bands we wish we were. Like, you know, 1975, Bring Me the Horizon, um, Linkin Park, is, believe it or not. And like, just just these kind of like big, but like, it's like, like you'd imagine them playing to a big audience, but it still feels very personal when you wait, listen to it in headphones. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of bands, without being like too whack or corny, there's no like Maroon 5 vibe or anything like that. No disrespect, but you know, some people, sometimes yeah. it's like those types of bands, they feel like they're just created so they'll be immediately successful. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe the, the pop element to it, but, but so we want to be this like big endemic music where it's like driving and it feels like, whoa, this sounds so incredible. I can't wait to hear that live. And then lyrically, it's like a, a, a storyboard that you can, story arc that you can follow and relate to without even thinking that deep into it. It's just very surface level stuff. Um, sorry, what was the question? Uh, oh, what are we influenced? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd say big bands like that, like like anthemic, but yet still, you could tell, you can still tell there's a soul there. Like when you listen to Bring Me, you're like, this is huge, no doubt, but it's got soul to it. 1975, okay, this has soul to it. You know, like even if you don't really like it, you're like, oh, there's there's energy there. Mm-hmm. On top of trying to bounce in our um, our influences, like I do a lot of stuttery stuff, a lot of like melody runs that I just find from listening to R&B and, and, and like some of my music, musical um, icons like The Weeknd and stuff like that, Frank Ocean. Um, but I, I think we're, the cool thing about this album is that we just kind of like wrote songs and they were just like, oh, these, these might be good. I don't know. We didn't think like, oh, is this as good as Coffee Talk or is this as good as like something else? It, it This is the first time that it's ever been just like, I mean, what have we got to lose? Let's just write some songs. And that's why there's so many weird layers in there. It's like, it's like, imagine if you bit into um, banana bread and it had like marshmallows in it. You'd be like, this is oh. weird, but like, it's still kind of fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I might, I might have to try that. I know it was just, <laughs> I might have to try that. Okay. Um, so what song took the longest to write off of the album? What song took the longest to write? The best ones, in my opinion, are always the quickest. So I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. which song took the longest. So there's a song um, called Clarity on the album. Mm-hmm. And it's like, a, it's like a, a ballad that leads into this kind of ultimate hurrah at the end. That's like a, almost like, listen to any like pop country song. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gets kind of big at the end. You're like, there it is, man. I feel good. If, yeah. you know, if you were like a yeehaw guy, but mm-hmm. imagine if you were like, you know, us. So it yeah. kind of has this, 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 that kind of simple. And then it's like big uh, yeah. at the very end. Like, but um, it took the longest, it, it, the lyrical content on it was like really difficult for me. And I know I, there's some stuff that um, I guess the internet might call it trauma, but like there's some stuff that when you review it in your head, it plays like a movie and you're like, I don't want to watch this fucking movie right now. Sorry, am I allowed to 
curse I know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I've been trying to be good boy the whole time, but... uh, (laughs) No, man. (laughs) All right, cool. So I'm like, I don't want to watch this fucking movie right now. And so, you know, it's basically just like uh, a ballad of saying like, man, like, I'm getting older, older than the people who listen to my band. And you know how when you're younger and you always think like, I get that I'm depressed or I get that I'm different or I get that like different in the sense of how society makes you feel and you feel like man I must be an outcast but you always kind of project into the future and say like oh well you know when you get because of our parents and stuff or icons um you're like when I get older it'll go away it'll like wash it'll wash you right like the the wave will um recede back and and take all this childlike trauma and pain and depression with it and that's that's not the case and mm-hmm. so the lyrical content is is almost like a like a walk with myself and and other people struggling with this and yeah the, the idea is saying like what's what's wrong with me like what's wrong with me i'm begging for my clarity you know like it feels like everyone else my age or people my age are supposed to have this grasp on life and and how we're supposed to be so used to duct taping all the pieces back together that now we're just like, yeah, it's ugly, but it's mine. Yeah. Um, but it, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that, you know? And, and, and the pressure is just saying like, I've gotten this far in my life. Um, if you're religious or not, if you're spiritual, if you practice uh, any sort of form of organized anything, um, it's calling out to that saying, look, I'm feeling this way. I'm this point in my life. What, like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And I think I didn't want to get into that headspace until right before we had to leave because then I'd be able to reward myself like going to Disneyland or something, you know, something like that. <laughs> it's like a, oh, hey, like, don't don't live in this space. Yeah. And I think um, that, amongst a few other things, has really taught me to, to, to be comfortable um, saying like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to think about that right now. And that that probably took that. I think that took a long time to unlock myself because sometimes. Uh, I love to to bear that burden and just say like, all right, I'm gonna just be depressed for like six days. And so I've been able to kind of tame that back, you know, maybe two days, mm-hmm. four days vacation, two days. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, no, no cation. Let's call it that. No cation. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so, is there a certain feeling you want the listeners to have while listening through the album in full? It's a good question. I. Yeah, I think, okay, all right. So you know how, <laughs> okay, so not this is all right, this is a little bit like um, godlike complex here, but you know the beginning of Up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they're like the best love scene, right? And they yeah. fall in love and then, you know, RIP. And then you're like, damn, that really hit me. And what the hell is this movie about? Because this pain is deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of want not that feeling from people, but the follow along and then that moment of like, hmm, how does that make me feel mm. immediately? So it'd be really sick um, to write, to listen to the songs and be like, hmm, let me just have this moment of seeing, how did that make me feel? And I think that is what would make me feel like I'm doing my job and that I've done my job. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. All right. So how did you choose the openers and closers for the album? And when you wrote those songs, did you write them specifically to do that? Or did it just happen? So it's funny because um, the song we just put out, or the second single that we put out, is called The Raging Sea. Mm-hmm. Um, that was supposed to be the very last 
hoorah at the end of the album. Like really? people were gonna get through this album and it was gonna be like, yo, they're mad, they're crazy, broadside went off. Mm -hmm. um, and then we're um, ourselves, us, <laughs> broadside, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> with our with our label owner they um he said what if we what if he's he's a la guy so he's like yeah what if we put at the beginning what if we put this song at the beginning of the album and i was like mm -hmm. just take them there immediately like you just get in the car and then they just hit the gas yeah 150 yeah. miles per hour and and it was kind of like i mean yeah and i'm like you know what we made it here baby let's do it so so <laughs> That's what's funny is like all the tracks are in that order. Like, okay, cool. This this flows, beauty. And then it was supposed to end with this big wow. But now it just ends with the okay, that that felt all right. And then immediately like walking into a bar and getting punched in the eye. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um so since shows can't be played right now, how do you guys plan yeah. on like um connecting with the fans during this time? So we've been able to man, the, the internet is so awesome. Yeah. most of the yeah. time because we've just been able to just i forget that we're in quarantine sometimes with, when it comes to just being talking to my stupid ass friends you know what i'm saying like i just i say that with all the love but like yeah <laughs> whether whether they force me to play video games with them or we just zoom like this um which came out of nowhere talk about great timing yeah. um you know or or just facetime each other randomly um the funniest thing about this is that uh, everybody's sleep time has slipped because some people lost their job yada yada so like dom would be texting me at like three in the morning and i'm like dude i'm definitely not awake so what? yeah <laughs> but, or you know like i'd be up at like seven in the morning and they're like what the hell and then i won't get a text back till like one in the afternoon i'm like damn but um so yeah we've been we've been doing that a lot and uh we're a while back I snuck down there and we were able to like record these videos that we just didn't know what to do with. Mm -hmm. And then, so we're going to start, well, we've already released the last one last Friday, but every Friday we're releasing them on our YouTube channel. And it's just Dom and myself on this cool college campus we found in Florida. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful there. And, and we recorded three songs and we're going to release them every Friday on our YouTube channel. So just stuff like that. And we just put out a, a bracelet with this company that, as like um recycled symbols mm -hmm. and they like this like they they engraved the wanderer on them and um we're, we're partnering up with the trevor project and um yeah just giving back in that way 100 percent of uh, proceeds are going to that so we're just trying to keep a level head because we know it's super weird to be promoting an album on the internet right now to just yeah. say listen to my songs it's also strange to think like next time we go play a show we're going to have an entire album of songs I've never played live before. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it's going to be like in those movies, they're like, what you want to hear? And somebody's like, Madonna. That's what it's kind of going to be like, because yeah. we're going to have to know, well, not Madonna, but like, you know, 12, 13 songs that we've just never played uh -huh. yeah. and can't really practice because, you know, that who should not be named COVID-19. Yeah. So there's no like live stream shows on the horizon to like promote the album, nothing like that. Yeah, I think we're going to try to do some sort of, some sort of lot. I think it's that's what the real bands are doing. So yeah. I think that we should definitely <laughs> do that. Um, we can't we can't keep subtweeting K-pop groups and then just talking to each other on the internet. We should probably play some music. <laughs> that works too. Uh, yeah, but um, 
but yeah, that's a good. You know, I'm gonna take that into consideration. I'm gonna I'm gonna text these guys right now. Oh my god, sick. Work work canceled. No. <laughs> <laughs> the day has finally come. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, the last uh, couple shows that you played were with Sum Forty One. How did that yeah. happen, and what was that experience like? So apparently, Sum Forty One was looking for a real hip pop punk, younger hip pop punk bands, I guess. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they heard about Broadside Through the Grapevine, and uh-huh. one of them said, "Oh yeah, I remember them at Warp Tour. That might have been a lie. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. care. I'll take exactly. it." Exactly. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, they they reached out. <laughs> yeah, they reached out to. <laughs> I'm super stoked on that part, but it doesn't end. It doesn't end with a. Uh, yeah, and that was it. <laughs> it ends with a, yeah, and then they reached out to our manager and we're like, hey, uh, is that cool pop punk band want to go on tour with uh, some 41? And we we're like, yeah, dude, you can just pay us in toenail clippings if you want. That's fine. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's foul. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that tour and it was so bizarre because we're playing to like our dad's age type crap. You know, uh-huh. like the best part of our night every night was going to the merch table uh-huh. and like drunk, drunk moms and dads coming up to us and saying, keep on keeping on. You guys are going to make it one day. And we're like, whoa, we have two albums out. <laughs> I know <it's> fine. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, I didn't want to be disrespectful. So I was just like, thank you, man. That means the world. <laughs> Carry on, brother. <laughs> yeah. We have two uh, albums out but... working on third, you know. Yeah, um, that's not a big deal. I've yeah. been around the world. It's not, it's not a big deal. It's, though. it's no, not a big deal. No, we'll make it one day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so when you guys are, were able to play shows, uh, what were your top three songs to perform live? Wait, so when we're able to again or when we were when, playing? When you were playing when you shows, were. yeah. So Laps Around a Picture Frame always goes off. It's got another good progression throughout the song. Starts slow, goes big, mm-hmm. um, and it just has that. Uh, you put that in the set at the right time, right when you have uh, the people, you know, when they're just like, all right, I, I got my, my drink from the bar or all right, this sweaty body next to me is done dripping on me. I'm mm-hmm. going to calm down. The energy's out. And they're just like, here. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that song's a good one to play live. Um, let's see. Coffee Talk is always good. I mean, I've been playing it for just years now. People still go off. And the best thing about it is that people are still like, yeah, hey, um, I haven't heard the rest of your stuff, but I heard Coffee Talk. So, I mean, look, if that's my legacy, I'll learn to die with that one day. But as of right now, it's good enough. And then let's see another song. Man, I'm so trashed at this. (laughs) Most guys like, I love talking about my band. And I'm like, Let's talk about the universe. Um, let's see. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm kidding. Third song. I think Summer Stained. Our song mm-hmm. Summer Stained would be another good one. It's just got that. It's got the same energy that the song Clarity that's on the album you hear. You'll hear um, has that sort of vibe where it's this sort of folky kind of singer songwriter vibe. And it turns into this like, this is the serious part. Now listen to me. Music is so corny sometimes. <laughs> just a little <laughs> but yeah, so Summer Stain, Lapsed on a Picture Frame, and Coffee Talk, I think, are the, the songs that definitely, those are, those are our, look, we walk in a room, there's 400 people here, 399 hate us. After we play one of those songs, chances are 312 might hate us. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like an investment. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. <laughs> All right. Sick. Um, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Hopefully you guys have made it by then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah please. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully. Yeah. You know what? I'll do this till I'm 50, man. This is a, this is about my dream. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, in five years. Okay. So with this record, I can't stress this enough. I don't know how we got here, but we got here, you know? So I really need this record to kind of identify us as a band that's going to stick around like a band that people feel like, Oh wow. They're, they're doing this. And it reignited whatever interest I had in them or didn't have in them years ago. Mm-hmm. So if this record can start to show musicians, the cool bands and like the people, the non-believers, let's say the muggles mm-hmm. to start believing in what we can do as musicians and i think our perseverance alone i mean we've been through so much shit like you know just the energy that i think that our band was giving off at one point i think it was all wrong i think that we didn't really consider what we were putting out into the world you know Mm -hmm. and now the test of time has shown me like well, I am an artist and, and for whatever reason I was given this talent so I should probably utilize that to my full advantage um, and and I mean it would be a disservice to anyone I think that has any sort of creativity in them not to fully explore that at least mm-hmm. so you know and I think now the best way to learn is to just walk through it you know walk through the fire walk through the raging sea and at the other end of it you, you come out and you say I have a lot of shit to think about and a lot of things to reflect on. And I think that, you know, our band has this really cool sort of like crazy timeline going right now. And it hasn't just been, I mean, I'm such an anxious person, but if it was only like this, I'd be so terrified that any moment it's just going to, so like this, and let's say we're here now, it feels nice to at least turn around and see the places that we've been mm-hmm. so i'm hoping that this record does that for us establishes us as a real band and you know shows us that like oh damn cool you guys put in a little bit of work and we're ready cool bigger bands are willing to take us on tour and i hope that the whole image of the band is really clear and that's just like you know uh fight the good fight and make good music and that's really mm-hmm. what i want to stand for you know so i i think maybe it took a little bit to get there but so in five years, I'm trying to drive a Tesla, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, go. <laughs> um, so for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from yeah. music, and we're going to go straight to death row. Uh, so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be and with a drink? Oh, okay. You asked the right motherfucker. <laughs> All right. So my last meal <laughs> would be extra large, extra spicy, vegetable lo mein. Ooh. Two fresh spring rolls, sriracha on the side, chili on the side, like the chili paste, mm-hmm. and soy sauce. And a little, a little bit, you know, you gotta, you don't want to yeah. go out all super salty. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Boom, right there. It's got my fresh rolls, got my vegetable lo mein. I want one very large blue raspberry Gatorade. Ooh. I want a cup of this, a cup, a cup size of mm-hmm. sweet tea. All right. And then a little bit of water. 
So wash that okay. down, okay? All okay. right, so we clear that. And then my dessert. Okay. Oh, uh, dessert. Two desserts. <laughs> yeah, you, okay. Two All desserts. Because right. I'm about to, you know, this is it. Exactly, yeah. it's it. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go freaky one and then I'm going to go classic one. All right, All right, so let's start with the freaky one because I just discovered this in my life. Um, Bananas Foster, y'all ever heard of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that. Anything banana foster related, I'll take yeah. it. You know, whether that means, I don't know, whatever it is, Martha Stewart can make it or some shit. Yeah, exactly. That, okay. And then my other dessert, just a, just a um, chocolate chip cookie. Oh <laughs> Solid. Okay. Wait, do you like crunchy chocolate chip cookies or soft ones? it depends what, what what's the setting I like am i on like a camping trip and they're like yeah we got some chocolate chip cookies or i mean it's like, wherever you want to be if you want to be on a camping trip for your last yeah. meal like go for it oh yeah. i see what you're saying oh exactly. because oh, i'd have they have to ask me that and then i have to answer exactly mm-hmm. i'm gonna go like mid-tier like okay like the out the the top is a little crunchy but the rest is super like a like a subway cookie you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah 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 like, kind of flat mm-hmm. but it's like been sitting there for a couple hours you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Understand. They could do that for me, then I'd be a happy last last meal. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would mm. you live? Hogsmeade. That's where I'd be hanging out. Not okay. Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Not not I'd be chilling in Hogsmeade. Just okay. selling nickels that I found on the ground or something. Like, yo, I found <laughs> this. You want it? I'd be like a just a real gritty Hogsmeade. <laughs> Raggler, just <laughs> okay. Hey kids, you want to buy a penny I found on the ground? Of course, it wouldn't be a penny, you know. Mm-hmm. That's some that's the muggle in me showing, but yeah, yeah, it's embarrassing, dude. I'm a super Harry Potter dork, but that's where I would hang out. Mm-hmm. Wait, what Harry Potter house are you in? I have an idea, but like, what house? What, you, are you what in? is it? Hufflepuff? Come on, or Ravenclaw? No Ravenclaw, yeah, Ravenclaw, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Hufflepuff, though. Wait, is that a microphone? Oh, this is a microphone. That that alien face that you're talking into? The, this? That. Yes. <laughs> it's like yeah, the Matrix. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a microphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not very observant. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just, talking into, it's like, talking into the alien face. Mm-hmm. Like you're dimension. talking into... Yeah, that's Wally's girlfriend. That's Eve. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I have the honor of asking the last question, and everyone we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What is your favorite color? My favorite color? Mm-hmm. My favorite color is it's a deep ocean blue. It's an almost hint of green, mm-hmm. but it's like so dark that it comes off in the right light. It'll come off matte. Mm-hmm. or a little slick oh. but but that's the beauty of it but it has a little bit of like a deep deep green to it um my downstairs wall is like a lighter version of that but mm-hmm. <sighs> solid solid um <laughs> so as i said that's all the questions we have for you today is there anything you'd like cool. to plug <sighs> yeah the album the album comes out um in 16 days july 24th into the raging sea available everywhere even on the internet wow Very oh, all over times. The internet. Oh my yeah God. all over it um yeah and i think uh 
I think that's the most important thing and probably just follows on the internet. We recently got verified on Twitter. Congrats. Seven years. So we're moving. Mm-hmm. We're moving now. It's it's getting really it's getting real serious around here. So <laughs> um so thank you for sitting down with us. Uh this has been Ollie from Broadside and we're the Good Noise Podcast.